Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. Nerdapalooza, the world's largest nerd music festival, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Hello. This is the Drunken Villager. I'm listening to... Wait, you're listening to Nerdy Show with Nerds and Show. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom. From comics and video games to science and technology, if it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. Hi, I'm Hex. And we are about to play for you two Nerdy Show microsodes. Back to back, it's a double header. Yes, why are we doing this? Um, well, I, You told me we should. There's a, there's a couple reasons, uh, chief among which is that I, I might sound a little weird because I got my wisdom teeth out a couple days ago. I, I'm still shocked that you're still able to talk into the mic right now. Well, it, it's... I can't open my mouth very wide. Oh. Uh, it's yeah. So uh, basically, we, we had to shuffle some things around, and uh, this is this is what we're doing this week. <laughs> but also, we're planning for some very big things this month. Yeah, uh, the the biggest thing, uh, July twenty seventh, Nerdy Show Live is happening. Boom. And uh, you may recognize the Nerdy Show Live branding from when we do things like movie marathons and our streaming events online. And this is something we've been working on for. Well over a year at this point, like a long time. Yeah, this has been a long time running. I'm really proud that we're finally putting it together. Uh, this is going to be basically a pilot episode of sorts for something that, if everything goes well, will be a re- regularly regularly reoccurring thing. It's hard to describe, but basically it's a nerdy show in front of a live studio audience filmed at the Geek Easy in Orlando, Florida. Geek Easy being the bar in the back of a comic shop. It's going to be, uh, there's going to be audience interactivity, musical guests. It's like a talk show. It's like a panel show. It's like a game show. It's, but it's in the end, it's still a nerdy show. Yeah. We're still figuring out the exact nature of it, but it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry, I would, I regret, I regret my vocal delivery right now. I can't be like, oh, it's gonna, I, my, my mouth just won't open it's wide. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Hex. It's going to be amazing. It is. It truly is. I'm really excited about this. And we have pick a, up my slack, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, but this is something that we've been working on for a long time. A lot of heads are being brought in to help make this amazing. We're, we're bringing in uh, a lot of people from the Nerdy Show Network to chip in. So this is, this is definitely going to be something to look forward to. Unfortunately, since it is like the beta run, yeah, it's, it's not pilot. going to actually be live, but it will be available afterwards. W- w- what he means by that is that it is it is live. We will make mistakes. It's in front of a live studio audience. 
uh, but we won't be able to live stream it. We, in the interest of making sure that this isn't even more of a disaster than it could be, <laughs> uh, we're going to just do do the pilot without live streaming. The next one we do, if we do, and if this isn't so bad, we do, we don't ever do it again. The next one we do will be an experiment in live streaming, and then. Uh, if this does become a regular series, it will be live streamed every single time. We'll have internet interactivity and all that. But this one... Uh, you want to work out the kinks without it being on the fly. Yeah, but it's going to be uploaded to YouTube like right afterwards. We want the first... It's going to be out the gate. We want you, the home viewer that cannot come the, into the, the studio to watch it, we want you to actually enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> we know that uh, all you beautiful listeners mostly don't live in orlando so right um however we're this is enough a notification in advance if you want to you can come to orlando we'll have an event page a uh, link to this episode's page and uh, you will be able to come to orlando july 27th and Whee! see see this nerdy show live unfold and perhaps be one of our audience participants and all that jazz uh limited seating is available i think we're only going to have like um, at most 40 people yeah um this is just on here we'll probably have some more official capacity thing online but if you email info at nerdyshow.com and say hey i'm gonna be there we will reserve you a ticket so just Boom. Your let seat us know we'll be saved yes and uh that so nerdy show live it's gonna uh, hex you're doing a much better job of injecting the excitement i'm gonna try to not talk about it because i feel like if i talk about it like this i'm just <laughs> gonna like oh like, okay nerdy show no, live it's gonna be so I great am- <laughs> I, I still can't overstate how excited I am for this to be able to like have like an actual live laugh track when one of us makes a joke. I think that'll just be uh, that's that's exhilarating. It's it's nerdy show plus plus. It's nerdy show to the next level, and I'm really excited about and, it. And it's weird, and it's not it's not normal. It's not like it's not like those those podcasts where you watch a YouTube video of them recording a podcast. It's absolutely not that. No, and it's it's not. A talk show. It's not. It's not any of those things. No, because I mean, it's a like, if anything, of of the closest it'll get to a talk show is it's going to be a parody of a talk show, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be a hell of a lot of. Because I'm just going to interject right here. I love Conan O'Brien, but the worst thing that happened to him was him going back to television because he was so creative, so amazing while on the internet. The moment he went back to a show, he went straight back to the old same format, and it got boring real quick. Yeah, people like that, but you know that's not that we're gonna we're weird. <laughs> we I mean, he was doing so much. He was doing really creative stuff and really innovative stuff while on the internet, and with his last week on television before he got canceled. So it's like, yeah, and then it all vanished the moment he got back onto television. Yeah, so, so this will be something different and something crazy, and uh, we hope you guys will like it. July twenty seventh, Orlando, Florida, and then very soon afterwards on the internets. But before that, uh, before that, we got microsodes. We got um, we got uh, two microsodes. The two microsodes we're doing uh, microsodes are fifteen minutes dedicated to whatever you want us to talk about, and you can earn one by contributing to Nerdy Show because we are listener supported. And every hundred dollar mark, you get to choose a microsode. And uh, uh, without your money, we go sad face. <laughs> And yet somehow y'all have kept us uh, in the green. It's so nice. You guys are so nice. We um, really appreciate you. <laughs> uh, so the the microsodes we're discussing today are uh, plant based heroes and villains. Huh. Also Legos. Neat. And uh, and so yeah, that, that's what we're going to be. That's what I we, was a part of neither of those. I'm, but so that's because I'm so too busy. You'll be excited to listen. to I am, these. I'm excited to listen to them. <laughs> I hope someone's talking about Groot. Uh, yeah, I, I think there's some Groot. Because he happen. is Groot. So first up is. Plant-based heroes. This is an episode that was uh, preemptively titled "Mean Green Mother." <laughs> um, Perfect. Yes. 
Welcome to a Nerdy Show Microsode. Every $100 you guys support us a month, the person who crossed that $100 mark, they get to choose a Microsode. That's us talking about something for 15 to 30 minutes, and it's something you choose. This Microsode is called Mean Green Mother, and it's requested by Big Bad Shadow Man. He wants us to talk about plant-themed heroes, villains, and monsters. Hi, I'm Cap. (laughs) I'm Doug. I'm Nina. I'm Adam. I'm Domi. I'm Josh. Plant-themed heroes, monsters... Villains, the chlora villains, if you will. Yeah, people, people or things with chloroplasts in their blood, turning light into energy, photosynthesizing. Fo- yeah, doing the photosynthesis. Dude, you just made me think of another one. I'm writing it down. Okay, <laughs> I can't even believe. It. All right, all right, here we go. We've Good. got an ongoing list. We did a little bit of pregame brainstorming here. Um, Didn't think too much in depth. Though this might just be like rattling names, name dropping, if you will, like you would drop a plant. We'll, we'll see what happens. It's a microsode. It's a free form discussion. These things happen. Episode is titled was was titled by Big Bad Shadow Man after Audrey Two from Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. So clearly, that's a good, a good place. It's, to a, good, start. it's a good starting point because uh, everybody's favorite alien plant. I got. I don't know. I, I feel. I feel like I'm. I'm one of the only people. But uh, I'm Little Shop of Horrors never quite did it for me. Like I don't hate it. I just it never quite got me the way other musicals did. I mean, the only as honestly, I haven't seen it as an adult. I remember watching it as a kid, and the mm-hmm. only thing that really sticks yeah. out to me is the giant plant going feed me. Right. I think I, the problem is there's so many terrible musicals that when you go that one's just all right, like it makes it seem so much better than the rest because <laughs> right. it is. Like it's well, that it a is lot. it's it's a lot better than Oklahoma. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah. It, it is. It Schaefer is. The the better. Schaefer the Dark Lord doesn't cover Oklahoma in one of his burlesque acts. Have you, <laughs> right. There's there's a video of him doing uh. Be a dent- the dentist song. That's my favorite. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> I, I also haven't seen um, Little Shop as an adult, but you know it, it's it, better as an adult. It, it is it's lo- it's, lots of dark it's humor. More you know, like adults, that's, really. I guess that's my th- dark humor wasn't my thing as a kid, obviously. And, um, <laughs> and I mean, like the the people who made it would you know was was great. Like uh, Frank Oz and most of the people who worked on uh, puppeteering Job of the Hut were all involved with this. We Did talked you? we talked with uh, Toby Philpot no. um, and and one of the other guys from Inside Java way back. I'll link to it on this episode's page, but um, you know. They, they, they did some revolutionary, really cool puppet stuff in that film, and it was bringing that monster to life was a heck of an ordeal. Didn't and John they, Waters have something to do with the original musical itself? It seems very likely. It I mean, wasn't John Waters uh, no completely different person? But uh, it was written but entirely Alan, by a plant. Alan <laughs> Alan Menken actually um, Alan Menken, okay. wrote um, most. Uh, most of the songs in collaboration with. We're, 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 we can't be talking about musicals. We got to get on the on the. On the, right, on the back, back to plants. We got to get back to the plant. The Howard, actual Audrey too. Howard Ashman. That's the one. Howard Ashman. Yes. I was Howard hoping I say Howard the Duck. <laughs> Which is not a plant. He is a duck. He's a duck. But, but he, there's a duck plant but, character. Also, Howard the, Howard the Duck <laughs> is closely tied with Man Thing. It's true. Th- thank you, it's Adam. True. Yeah. It's very uh, true. You know, yeah. uh, the the Everglades are the nexus of all realities in the Marvel universe. Um, that's where armor, much like Shield, it's one of those anacronym uh, mm-hmm. defense agencies, and this is the alternate reality defense agency. And they're based next to the nexus of all realities. And Howard the Duck came through a tear in reality. Uh, where he met Man Thing and a bunch of other weird characters that Steve Gerber created. Man Thing is a let's we're not talking about Howard, but you know Man Thing uh, mm-hmm. is a swamp creature, but he's a he's an elemental. Uh, he has a very sim- of- similar but different backstory to um, swamp, uh, thing. swamp Thing. He's got kind of like a, a, an elephant almost appearance. He's got mm-hmm. his long snout, like, like, kind of like, like a large. gas mask. He looks yeah, like almost. he looks like a space jockey from the Aliens. Yeah, yeah he does. Um, if you were if it grew moss. If you were to yeah. just take this space jockey, dunk it in the Everglades, take it out, you'd have Man Thing. Yeah, he's a 
He has so he can a, teleport. Um, an, an empathic ability, and he has the ability to teleport, but he who knows fear burns at the touch of the man thing. Um, so like That's if, everybody. If, like, <laughs> so if, if, you, if you see this guy coming at, at you in the, you know... In, you know in fear the if you see him. Like, it, yeah, you, you, you will know fear, and good or evil, you will burn. Um, <laughs> so it, there's some, been some really great stories written about man thing in the past, and uh, an interesting thing, which might tie further to him being a plant character, was introduced in the recent Frank Cho Savage Wolverine book, which is in the Savage Land, there's a native tribe who are worshipping a plant deity who is not doesn't appear to be sentient, but it does appear to be a kneeling man-thing in the forest. There should only be one of them, but there's another one, and it's hmm. not actually active. They, act, they cut open its bulbous snout, and this sap pours out that can um, restore life to people who are dead. That sounds really useful. Now, yeah. the, the man-thing, similar to swamp-thing, yes, I wasn't aware of which one came first. Man-thing came first, right? Uh, is that well it's it's very convoluted it was um marvel and dc and all of their separate entities early early on before they'd really become what we know as the the comics companies of today they were all kind of harping off of something earlier even something called the heap which is a trash-based monster i think todd mcfarland eventually bought the rock the rights to him there was a mcfarland toy produced anyway of a modern reimagining of him he's just a big pile of trash it's a that's it's a awesome creature. hangs out with the fraggles <laughs> 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 Uh, so I don't, I, I could probably, I could do some research and get you a better answer, but it's all tied together. Like muck-based monsters, actually, mm-hmm. no, there is Garbage Man. There's also a character called Garbage Man. They were all, all this stupid bullshit that seems somewhat similar, they're all tied together. They were all... This weird nexus of stuff. It, just, no yeah. one knows which one came first. They're all references to each other. It is worth noting that Swamp Thing has recent, in the past couple of years, had a very prominent resurgence in pop culture, just in terms of... The creative talent. First off, the event that brought him back, Brightest Day in DC Comics, was a big fucking deal. To have Alec Holland and Swamp Thing come back as this champion of the light. And then Scott Snyder's run on Swamp Thing has been fantastic. And and I might add, it just ended. But Mm -hmm. the guy who uh, picked up for him, I've never heard of him before, did a great job. No, I mean, it's Swamp Thing is one of the most compelling characters in DC right now. Now, are both Swamp Thing and Man-Thing kind of like tragic heroes is the idea? Uh, Not so much. Man-Thing isn't isn't really human. There there have been human origins to Man-Thing, but uh, most of them have been washed over because people decided, one, it's too similar to Swamp Thing and he's kind of got that, that covered. And two, he's more interesting as a force of nature. Swamp Thing is this weird juxtaposition between being a force of nature and being a tragic hero. I mean, he is, because it's... For those of you not familiar with Swamp Thing's origin, Alec Holland was involved in a lab accident that you find out later. He was a botanist. Alec Holland was a botanist. Of course. He was a botanist. He he didn't make tires. (laughs) (laughs) I think that'd make it more interesting if he made tires. It would be. This was his punishment. (laughs) Alec Holland, the man died and was re was saved by this force this life force the green which is all the plant life and they recreated him as their champion their warrior the swamp thing and he's gone through a couple iterations alan moore did a great run on him and scott snyder paid homage to that a lot with his his recent run it was was craven made the movie yeah i think the the most interesting thing about swamp thing really from like a reader perspective is uh, more than any of the other plant based heroes and villains is that he actually is is somebody who's gone through the transition into uh, a plant, and that's mainly what the stories hinge on is like how his perspective has entirely changed. And like um, Alan Moore did a did a short uh, comic where Superman gets infected by a Kryptonian like disease yeah, that's like a yeah. fungus or something, and he can just see into it and, and read like the genetic origins and understand like where these things came from and 
and how he like he, how he sees every plant as like a world and a history of its own and that that's where his character really really diverges and like he he, he tries to help people but at the same time he's horrifying yeah and it's that that was actually really touched on in the first issue after snyder's run they did a really good job with that where swamp thing is called to the like metropolis's version of central park and there's this plant that he's that I guess is talking to him, that's had these rats nipping at it and eating at its roots, and it's got this family there, and Swamp Thing reinvigorates it and gives it life, and then has the roots wrap around this rat family and crush them all. Oh. So it's it's a real good example of this juxtaposition, because he's helping this plant, he is being a voice for something that has no tongue, but he he's not opposed to doing horrifying things, to, to defend the green and and also not to make this the swamp thing episode but there's uh tony the origin gave was actually a, a, an oversimplification of what is somewhat complicated but definitely very interesting and does pertain to this episode an awful lot which is that um the first swamp thing alan moore the swamp thing that alan moore wrote for was actually alec holland died he uh he was set on fire in the lab accident and fell into the swamp and the the plants grew over him, everything and he was meant to be the avatar of the green but he didn't survive the experience. So the swamp thing that emerged that thought it was Alec Holland, it was a plant that thought it was a man. And in the Brightest Day event where people were being reborn, Alec Holland was given life again. And, you know, he remembered he had memories of when, because his death was tied to Swamp Thing's life, uh, he has memories of this creature existing before, but he's also been given the chance to be a living man again and when the green calls to him and asks him to be swamp thing he rejects it and only recently and this is i guess a bit of a spoiler but it's important for this episode he had to renounce his humanity in full to become swamp thing and save the world from a miserable fate wow so excellent character moving on however to darkwing duck well yeah. before you get, before you get into darkwing duck i was just gonna say you got man thing swamp thing, swamp thing. The Thing from Another World. What? What was that? The Thing, because, you know, John Carpenter did the remake The Thing. Right. Which mm-hmm. was a remake of uh-huh. The Thing from Another World. Okay. The Thing from... I've never the, seen it. The Thing from Another World, he wasn't, like, meat biological, he was plant-based. Mm, okay. Because he, like... Uh-huh. Yeah. Giant plant-based oh, man. Yeah, he was... He, if you haven't seen the original Thing from Another World, it is classic 1950s alien invasion film. The, the catchphrase of... Keep watching the skies. Keeps uh, it, it comes from that film, <laughs> but basically, it's very similar to the John Carpenter movie, except it doesn't copy people. It's just basically a monster loose in the lab, but it did grow out of like the plants. They had like a uh, like a greenhouse, and somehow the creature came in contact with those plants. So he's got like little leaves growing out of his head, and like little twigs growing out of his hands, and he and you know he just kills people. But it's 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 weird that he is from another world, but. He is fighting for plants, like it. It's, it's, for it's, our plants, you know. Yeah, it's true. When, Kindred spirits. It's, yeah, it's it's weird that he binded with the plants, and then he decides to kill the dogs and kill the humans. I don't know. It's very bizarre, all in an arctic environment. But because of swamp thing, man thing, the thing. I mean, the, the, what what is it with plants and things? Well, it doesn't always work. Then you have you know the thing from Adam's family, which is just hand. That's just thing. Remember what happened to um, Stephen King's thing in that short and creep show when he got infected with a space plant? Oh man, I even forgot a thing existed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that thing. That thing. There you go. Is it? That thing. Plants and things. What is it? <laughs> so many but yes, Tony was about to hit on the Darkwing Duck. Bushroot. Bushroot yeah. from Darkwing Duck, who 
I'm trying to... His, his voice... His voice was kind of up here. Yeah. A little bit. There was a, He had the lift. It was almost like a it, giant... He had, kind of, he had a fat beak. That's what he yeah. did. He had, <laughs> he's about to get a fat beak. <laughs> it, sounded almost, it sounded almost like John Candy. But it kind of ties into this recurring... When it's a plant hero, it's a very tragic story. When it's a plant villain, it's just somebody who's using, like, botany to well, fuck people up. But, yeah, yeah. Oh, but Bushroot was a tragic villain. He was. Like, he, he so was, he's like the Mr. Freeze meets Poison Ivy of Dark Me Duck's universe? Yeah, more yeah. or less. I mean, yeah. he was... Uh, he was a botanist. Uh, well, also a little, little bit of... <laughs> He's basically a big, ugly flower with a beak. <laughs> a little bit of the Mad Hatter, actually, a la Batman the Animated Series. He was in love with a sexy female duck botanist, or, or generic white bird of whatever hangs out in, in you know, St. Canard. Um, <laughs> um, and and he, uh, he, he loved her, and this is all from memory, so please excuse my massive Darkwing Duck plot holes. I think you can forgive me that. Honestly, well, I didn't go too much into the and, backstory. And he got, he, I think he made some super fertilizer, and like he put it on himself, and it backfired, and he turned into a living plant, and then obviously that drove him a little bit crazy, and he already wasn't quite all there. And then I, I remember in the first episode, he tried to turn the girl of his affections also into a plant so they could live together in photosynthetic harmony. Let's talk about the villain that succeeded at that. El Seed. That's right. From from the tick. (laughs) uh, Is a giant sunflower who was, uh, was, I I guess he's supposed to be Spanish, but his accent was very... I don't know. (laughs) But uh, uh, he had a giant corn army and he, he was the best at laying down those corn puns. Yeah, uh, he says, giant corn army, lend me your ears. And then he'd stop and go, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> But he, he was going to spread this in revenge, I guess, for, for pesticides. He has the stuff he was going to spread over the city that was going to turn people into plant-based life like he is. That reminds me, like, the pod people from the Invasion of the Body Snatchers. You're right. Yeah, those are plant-based uh, monsters. Oh, yeah, those were like plant pods, weren't they? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. They, they were specifically, they were these were people being grown. That's why yeah, they had, like, the green yeah. veins and shit. Even in the remake, they had a similar thing going on. So, I mean, plants apparently just want to fuck us over. Well, I mean, especially if you watch The Happening, that masterpiece <laughs> of modern <laughs> cinema. Oh, or speaking of masterpieces, I just, I just now remembered, and no, I would have never watched this if it hadn't been for peer pressure, Douglas. What, The Happening? It's Troll 2. Oh, Troll 2! You're right. How can we forget? <laughs> oh, 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 Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, yeah. But wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Was he, but that Troll... What he, was his? How was he related to the plant stuff? He turned they, they, they the cage into little wood pieces of wood. No, but that's only because they trapped him in like a tree. Well, but didn't 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 new ones want to spawn out of those pods? Yeah, they that did. is true. They yeah, did. They he did. put the kids they in the tree. Like Brussels sprouts. Yeah, remember? What right, the fuck yeah. is going on with plants? <laughs> I think <laughs> seriously. Okay, go get your bushwhacker. We're gonna go out and just start <laughs> cutting them all down. I mean, I want to go. I don't want to go out on a limb here, but <laughs> plants seem to be. I feel like this conversation is branched in a weird direction. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Well, okay. Well, clearly we talked about all the bad. Bad villains. Well, and, we, we and also let's leave them alone we, for a while. Oh, yes. Jesus. <laughs> we should we should name leave drop uh, zero. Like what? Are, what are people who? Because since Big Bad Shadow Man uh, is a sponsor for this episode, we should name drop Bialente, the uh, giant plant that fights Godzilla. Of course. Uh, which, if we haven't put it out already, we will be addressing in an upcoming giant monster themed uh, nerdy show. Prime. But anyway, so Bialente, there it is. That's a thing. There you go, Shadow Man. Look at yeah. <laughs> there's, there's there's more on the way. You were saying, Doug. Well, yeah, because I mean, we were like, oh man, plants freaking suck. You know, like what? <laughs> well, like what is it? And I'm like, you know, now I think about it, there really aren't that many plant heroes that are cool. Like you could go up and you could look into it. Like, oh yeah, there's this guy. Like, oh, let me let me Groot. 
Like Groot. Groot. Yeah. Groot is cool. Groot's yeah, Groot's awesome. awesome. I am Groot. And uh, I mean, Groot? one of the most delightful surprises for me was not only when Marvel announced that they were doing a Guardians of the Galaxy film, but that oh, a talking thanks. tree that can only say its name would be one of the primary characters. I am in the so film. excited. It's like, you it's guys the closest are Marvel. awesome. <laughs> it's the closest Marvel has come to a grass-named Pokemon. You know what's funny? It's, it's going to kind of be... Star-Lord is a lot like Han Solo. And Groot is basically going to be his big tree Chewy or Hodor. Well, but Hodor. He's, he's got he's got a package. He's got the the rocket raccoon Groot combo. It's true. It's is, true. Is Chewy. It, yeah, pretty much. It's it's furry and violent, and then large and somewhat simple. Well, Rocket Raccoon is basically R two D two at that point, isn't it? I mean, he's because he's yeah, he's, all the gadgets. He's, he's, sassy. he's got all. I mean, he produces weapons that Thanos goes. Where'd that come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, Groot is basically an end from Lord of the Rings, but which from are space exactly space end and a little bit. Faster on his feet. Yeah, and it's a a, a, he comes from a planet that is um, where all all trees are Groot, and Groot says that Groot is Groot, but Groot is in fact, uh, which is supposed to be the the king of of all the plants there, but Groot is not Groot. Groot is a liar, and there's this whole uh, Rocket Raccoon Groot backup story that happened a while back that explains all this complicated crap that makes no sense coming out of my mouth. (laughs) But speaking of uh, Treebeard. In Lord of the Rings, before we started, Nina reminded me of another Ent. Is now wait no, because you, you remember it better than me from Hellboy Two. Right. What was that thing? It was a tree spirit. It was essentially the like the representation of nature. Really, it was it was released by I believe um, in Hellboy Two. It was released by the son of the Elf King, like the main villain in the um, in the movie. But did, did they spe- didn't they, didn't they specifically say Ent at some point? Like, wasn't it supposed to be like an ancient an Ent? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. And yeah, it's, it I was like, that. and then Hel- Hellboy like, had to shoot it. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like right. it's, it's taking over that that like that that entire city block and it people came are dying. Through the sewer system actually. Into yeah. The, yeah. And then he kills it, and you're like, yeah, Hellboy. Fuck that tree up! You're like, that was the last bit of magic on this planet. But, the last piece of Ent that was here to protect the Earth, and you've destroyed it, Hellboy. And then you feel like shit for rooting like, for oh, him. <laughs> only, could- only if you're a tree-hugging hippie do you feel bad. True. I mean, let's face it. It is still Ron Perlman at the end of the day. It's and true. Tree is just a tree. Ron Perlman is Ron Perlman. So, y'all remember Pocahontas, right? Nina actually wrote this down while we were talking. Nina wrote that down, but go ahead. Go into it. Minds think alike. <laughs> That's right, Nina. We're on the same page. Grandmother Willow. She's a tree who talks. Now, here's an interesting fact about Grandmother Willow, totally unplant related. In the original script, it was actually Pocahontas's sage-like spirit guide was actually uh, Old Man River, who is uh, <laughs> I, I know, I know. Wow. Glad they changed that. He was Come along, Pocahontas. Oh, Old Man River to be voiced by Gregory Peck, <laughs> who then cool. who then read the script and said. This should be a female character. You shouldn't do Old Man River. And they threw it out because Gregory Peck said, give someone else a job. Wow. Gregory Peck. There was going to be a song called Just Around the River Bend to be sung with Old Man River, but... Which may have I don't I don't remember Pocahontas. Just made it into the movie. Okay. Well, anyway, had it had another meaning. <laughs> I don't want to hear Gregory Peck singing. In the I don't. I don't want to have an old man singing to a teenage girl about his about his river bend. Yes. Frankly, ride the river. <laughs> <laughs> Almost at the waterfall. Almost there. Get Almost. In. Go on. Go over. Go. Ah, there it is. Uh, the fantastic wooden robot, Woodman. Uh, from Mega Man Two, yeah, the most the most terrifying of all robots, <laughs> King of the Trees, uh, has has a has a shield of flying r- rocket powered leaves that are razor sharp. How does one have rocket powered leaves? 
they, don't, the don't stem, question it. The stem is a little rocket. Like it, it shoots it shoots flames out of it. And, and in they, Mega Man Six, there was Plant Man. Yeah, I didn't play that one, so I don't know what Plant Man was. I like. don't remember Plant Man as I, much as I too man. know nothing of Plant Man. I'm sure he shot something. And He's somebody's favorite. The chameleon. Yeah. <laughs> you say that someone I'll tell you somebody's favorite. The chameleon from Mega Man X who was plant-themed as well. Man. Now, what? Now about the whole tree, like the actual tree person, Grandmother Willow, uh, the tree beard, the tree spirit. What was that guy in Fallout 3? Oh, uh, son of a bitch. Like his story was he was just a dude who got exposed and the tree started well, growing well, on the his thing head. Is he, he looks like a ghoul, but he's not a ghoul. He yeah. actually got, got in, in Fallout uh, 1, got exposed to like this special. And he had a tree limb growing out of his head that he named like... Bert or Bob. Her- or Herbert or Henry. Yeah. Harold? Harold? Harold, yeah. And he says, just kidding, his name's Bob. <laughs> he hates it when I call him that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Bethesda tree-based things, Spriggans from Skyrim, assholes. Oh, Spriggans, yeah. They are assholes. They're just tender. Like, I mean, <laughs> set them on fire. You gotta level up, man. You're playing Skyrim wrong. Speaking of assholes in Skyrim, bears. Am I right? It's like, dude, <laughs> you gotta <laughs> level up. <laughs> like now, like I can make a bear work for me in Skyrim. I can't make a Spriggan work for me. Well, you know. And, I mean, let's face it, the more we delve into these plant-themed heroes, we're just going to get more into, like, mythology, you got the, the dryads, the what happened, druids, just tree people, literal tree spirits that come to life and represent the trees. Who are you? Fuck, uh, the Lorax. I am the Lorax. I speak for the trees. Oh, that's true, yeah. He just speaks for the trees. He's on a plant. Well, no, I, you know, and I think um, it is an appropriate time to bring up my druid from World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, what, what, you have, about the Grandmother Willow or something? No, no, no. Um, there was an actual spirit of the forest, if you guys remember, in uh, Princess Mononoke. Mm-hmm, a giant god that dripped and was terrifying. I mean, he, he was essentially mm-hmm. nature incarnate, more or less. Where he stepped, like things would grow. So it's like again, again, this brings up. Well, I'm sorry, Adam. What were you gonna say? No, go ahead. I'll go. I was gonna say, like, there's less and less we're seeing that there's no actual superhero, plant-based superhero. Well, what about Captain Planet, dog? He has a chia pet on his head. Captain Planet is like. <sighs> Listen, don't fuck with Captain Planet. Wait, 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 he's a, a fucking tree. He, he's got he's got powers that help the environment. But I, don't, I wouldn't say he's plant-based. And, and well, even he's then, more, it's like, more like all nature. But even then, it's like the kids had to bring him together. He was like the last-ditch effort. So he's more of like the deus ex machina of just like the kids being like, we gotta convince these polluters that polluting's wrong! And when they don't, Captain Planet, they don't see the error of their ways! And then he shows up and just shuts down the trucks. And what? like... I don't know. If he was really a hero, why does he got to have the kids call him? Why doesn't he just go around and do it himself? I don't know. Ask Gaia, bitch. That's, 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 that's pretty much any Senshin or Senshi series where it's a whole bunch of, like, five people who combine their power to form Voltron, a Megazord, Captain Planet. Eh. It's like, but if you're forming a Megazord, the Megazord itself, unless we're talking about the original version, it's just a tool. Well, well so is Captain yeah. Planet. That's, that's what I'm saying. Of he's a tool. He's not a hero. He's not a hero. I think Swamp Thing should qualify. Swamp Thing he might be, but then so too might yeah. Ted Turner, and Ted Turner can go fuck himself. Swamp Thing would qualify as <laughs> You a heard hero. it here on the Nerdy <laughs> Show. <laughs> like, I'm not affiliated with Tony. I just want to make that clear. Dude, I don't need him just busting through the door. I'm Captain Planet. And just... No, I'm talking about Ted Turner busting through the door. <laughs> yeah. The well, Ted Turner place. At, that was, yeah, Ted, Ted um, Turner. Is, no. The okay. first Hokage from Naruto is basically a good hero man. You're who, talking Greek to me. Uh, it's, uh, that's, that's okay. We're explaining it. His, his power, he's basically like one of the most powerful ninjas in all the ninjaverse. And, uh, he and can, when you're a ninja, he, naturally you can turn into a log. 
Exactly. Well, yeah, well you actually, can turn into a chop log. This man created giant trees with his thoughts, and he basically created an entire village just by thinking really hard. And he was he was uh, terrible. He was a visionary. Uh, Poison Ivy at times can be an anti-hero. Yeah. yeah, but but most of the time she's just evil. Yeah, I know because Doug and Josh haven't seen it, but uh, from Avatar: The Foggy Water tri- uh, Tribe, which is a bunch of backwater rednecks that are waterbenders in the Avatar world, but they can manipulate the water in you know in vines. vines and seaweed and whatnot. And they're, I mean, they're they're goofy and silly, but they're kind of badass, and they show up a few times throughout the like, series. Any, any, any bender who does weird stuff with their powers is badass. Like, yeah. let, let's be fair; they are in every sense of the word rednecks. They're, oh no, they're, 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 they're silly. They're fat, but they will kick your ass. Yeah, I know. They, they, oh, they, and uh, and Radagast in the Hobbit. He had some pretty extended he... scenes in the new movie, so yeah, Radagast had a lot of... That guy clearly is a hero of the, the, the forest. The forest yeah. But isn't he more connected to the animals and the plants, really? It's nature. So, but he, 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 he could like, read the plants and like know yeah. what things are and make things grow. He literally, point, made, yeah. he literally made that potion that saved the hedgehog out of like a mushroom and a twig and a leaf. He's a plant MacGyver. If we don't have any worthy plant heroes, Doug, shouldn't we make some for lightning dogs? Like, yeah. Yes. Maybe? Well, we'll have to we'll have to, we'll have to figure that. Out. Uh, that's the another, answer that's, is yes. That's yeah. another. That's another. Plant day. heroes are lame. Plant villains are also kind of lame, but but there's a few awesome. Well, ones. well here's the thing too: is they if you get like a plant villains more appropriate for for lightning dogs because like maybe the tree that's tired of getting peed on. <laughs> uh, I'll show them whose bark is worse. <laughs> I mean, my bark is worse. <laughs> Does it always come back to lightning dogs, guys? No, Does it always come back the to danger, dogs? At the danger of dipping down this rabbit hole, their, their world has been decimated. Plants do need a champion. That's um, true. <laughs> how, mm. how about the tree that has the heart and like the, the J and plus M, whatever? And that could be his superhero symbol. What are he's you a, talking is about? Is he a care bear? The car, the car. <laughs> welcome, to, welcome to speaking with a hat. <laughs> oh, no, well, he's, not, he's talking about a, tr- a tree hero, but his symbol on his chest is the carved heart of two lovebirds. Oh. Okay, well, there's, 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 there's a tree hero, the giving tree. Only defense oh, J and oh, 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 you, you son of a bitch. Cut it there. Cut it there, because that is the ultimate plan. Cut it there. Fucking boat. The ultimate plant villain. The raping lumberjacks. Tree. <laughs> Paul Bunyan, ultimate enemy of trees. <laughs> but now I'm, I'm still, still waiting for that swamp thing Paul Bunyan showed us. Speaking of enemy enemy plant things, because we're going back and forth. The burning bush from the Bible. The burning bush from the Bible uh, was, was is a good one. But the one <laughs> that I thought of before we started, where I was like, I can't believe I didn't think of it, and I can't believe you guys didn't think about it, the Thorian. From Mass Effect. You're right. Oh, oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. That was total plant based, total Created asshole, total esque plant based clones. Yeah. yeah. Much like uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, yeah, very much. So, it, okay. Except yeah. we invaded it. So, who was the real invader? It uh, was. It was. Yeah. But that was Always. Pharaoh's his own planet. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. <laughs> I was like, no, this is Pharaoh's. <laughs> To be fair, it didn't. It Did didn't, they have a flag? It didn't invade. <laughs> it didn't start invading the people until the one corporation got a hold of it and started running. But tests it was on. an asshole. Like it was, you know. Well, I would be an asshole too. If, if, Aliens if some... didn't eat people until one corporation no, 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 tried no. to put it out there. The, but then Wayland Utani came along. Don't, you can't. You can't defend the Thorian for being like, oh well, people invade it. Yeah, but it worked with Saren. That's true. Yeah, it did. So work it was with just evil. It was, was Saren. I mean, Saren mm. was just a precursor to you. He was just going renegade. No, we're not going to. That's, that's <laughs> that is another. <laughs> Anyway, uh, thank you so much, Big Bad Shadow Man, for requesting this topic. If you have a topic you want us to talk about, well, you can play this game every single month at Nerdy Show. It's like roulette. And before we go, I'll I'll pose one last question. Russian roulette. Johnny Appleseed. 
Original plant hero? Or original plant villain. You decide. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, I'm Cap. Bye, I'm Doug. Bye, I'm Nina. Bye, I'm Adam. Bye, I'm Tony. Bye, I'm Josh. Taking us out, we've got, what else can we play? But Mean Green Mother from Little Shop of Horrors. I don't know which version, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah!
So I guess the two of these together would be Mean Green uh, Interconnected Mother. Interlocking? Interlocking Mother? Mean Green. I don't know. Uh, Maybe. But that loses the, the, the pizzazz. Yeah. Well, whatever. It's a... It's mean a, Green Mother that you curse if you step on with bare feet? Oh, yeah. You curse her. <laughs> <laughs> so now in this interlude between episodes... Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, was, uh, that, was, uh, that was awesome botanical talks. Uh, speaking of um, Little Shop of Horrors, you should definitely check out this next week's Hex Grid. Yes. Uh, plays a little track... By Schaefer the Dark Lord, for all you Little Shop fans out there, you will get a kick out of. Now, we're going to do Legos, but first we got to give some shout-outs to some amazing people. Hell um, yeah! Well, uh, so far in the month of July, as of this recording, there's only been one lone contribution, and that is from a real true Roosevelt, Big Bad Shadow Man. Oh, the, man. The man behind the plant, the plant episode. Uh, he threw some money our way, very generously, and he said, here's some money for the awesome that was Paranoia XP. Yay! I'm glad people liked that. People people have been really enthusiastic about it, and I, you know I, I like it a lot too. Maybe we can do another one of those uh, choose your our choose your own adventure RPG the, campaigns again. There will definitely be a RPG one shot support drive later this year. Because Paranoia XP was not the one I was rooting for, but it came the, out, it there, was phenomenal. There were so many good options. There yeah. were just so many. Once we clear our palette of all of our things we have to do, uh, we got another another Nerdy Show Prime episode coming out, and we got to do the uh, voiceover for Star Trek. Oh, that's right. Um, so we got we got those things, and once we're done with those, like in the fall, we'll start doing action-packed support drives again. Yes! And we won't, we'll do them in such a way so that we will get the topic we will complete the project and then we will go to the next topic and we will not lump them on top of each other I like in, this in, a, in a way that we can't possibly keep up with that was a bad idea it's, it's, it's as if we learned from our mistakes and we're moving forward it, it is as if that happened that's yeah. i'm proud of us <laughs> me too <laughs> um also uh nathaniel craft sent us a really great letter and uh, about about paranoia he oh, said nice uh, i just had to write you about this i'm almost done listening to the paranoia rpg episode and you had me crying with laughter during your wolf boy confessional river of red scarves in the sunlight too goddamn funny thank you so much i'm i desperately needed a laugh this week your crew for this one was top notch please let them know i enjoyed it thoroughly and oh my god the pet bot move was amazing <laughs> well, thanks so much nathaniel it's always awesome to hear what everybody thinks about uh, the episodes especially when we do something you know like that we've never done before like paranoia and uh, the response has been great and uh, and i let everybody know when they were all very happy so so now we're going to talk about legos yay legos and uh, i'll just pass myself over to uh, other cap huh so uh other cap start the start the damn show you can you can enunciate better than i can <laughs> Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. I'm Brandon. I'm Colin. And today in this Nerdy Show microsode, we're going to talk to you about Legos. All in caps. Legos. What does Lego stand for? All in caps, so they're all inside you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and oh, it's pokey. It does. Does anyone know good. what Lego actually stands for? It stands for lenticular enigmatic grandma ovaries okay you heard it here first that's an official fact <laughs> but what about the s no that's a that's it's a surplus it's a possessive <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do with all the extra ones damn i always wanted to know that this episode's brought to you by trench 88 and lego and lego 
<laughs> Little known fact, I'm just going to put this out there before we dive into this. For every thousand pieces of Lego that are printed or made, a hundred seals die in the ocean. Oh. And, and for every 10,000 pieces that are made, an angel gets its wings. These are official <laughs> facts from Lego.com. I'm just letting you know. Alrighty. <laughs> They're really proud of the seal deaths. They are. Well, the, the fat, the oil from the seals are what make more Lego. So it's kind of this circle that keeps going. I actually, I have absolutely no idea what, what truly the name of uh, Lego means. I think I may have known at one point, but I've forgotten. But uh, it was invented by Ole Kirk Christensen. And actually, I saw a video not too very long ago that was a, uh, an animated version of the story of Lego from its humble beginnings. Back in 1949, all the way to present, and how it was a—it was really a small toy maker whose family created something that grew to an international sensation with six theme parks and <laughs> countless video games. Whether like, or not it, those uh, theme parks are successful, I don't know. I hear well, there's, there's one here, or they're building. Yeah, no, no, oh, it no. It's it's here. It's it's it, there's one in Orlando uh, recently, and it uh, it was done where Cypress Gardens used to be. The uh, the yeah, old... it saved Cypress Gardens actually. Well, how how did it save it? Well, I mean, I, Cypress Gardens was a, an old timey Florida tourist attraction with lots of uh, multi person water skiing tricks and all that. And I would I would imagine that any of the uh, old world charm of Cypress Gardens is gone. Yes. Well, the thing about Cypress Gardens is that it was as we go into the Cypress Gardens microsode. The <laughs> uh, the thing about Cypress Gardens is that uh, it was actually going under in terms of like it was just not making enough money in order to sustain itself. Well, so I don't Lego- doubt that. I mean, they were there in theory. They exist sure. just outside is- of Orlando. They've been marketing themselves as a tourist, uh, as a, like a tourist attraction comparable to Disney, but they're totally not. They're more like a wiki watchy spring sort of experience. And then a few yeah. years ago, they brought in Bush Garden style prefabricated rail roller coasters, which I assume failed miserably because then they went bankrupt yes. and then Legoland. Um, yes. And now, but however, it is uh, this, the 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 gardens aspect of Cypress Gardens is still a part of Legoland. Like well, they did good. not completely get rid of it. It's still like it's on the map for the Legoland parks. Like so, they have so the Legoland, water park. They have regular regular Legoland, and then there's also Cypress Gardens. So Legoland is actually doing well enough that Cypress Gardens was safe. Or are you saying yeah. literally they preserved Cypress Gardens by incorporating it into Legoland? Basically, I yeah. think I think more preservation, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Legos are little plastic blocks you build stuff with. Um, you can build. I assume they're made of PVC. You I, can build a tower, and you can make a schoolhouse, and sometimes you can make a square. And Le- <laughs> Legos you... are. Um, they're, they're often, you know, decidedly a, a favorite toy of of nerd children because you can build anything that you imagine. Also, favorite toy of autistic children. <laughs> they love to stack blocks. They keep it color coded. You have a child that does that, go see a doctor. They're going to be a super genius, no social skills. I think you know one. <laughs> <laughs> he pointed to me. Um, but in a way, he pointed to us all because yes. uh, sometimes uh, nerdiness and autism go hand in hand. But that's a discussion for another time and also a rather sensitive issue. Do we have uh, any facts, any more facts about Lego besides the uh, seals and angel wings? Uh, well, let's see. Um, I, I, how, about, how about this? When. Uh, in the early 90s, when I was old enough for Legos to not be a choking hazard, um, <laughs> uh, they... Uh, we did all choke on Legos, I think, when we were I, a kid. I, I, speak for yourself. I choked <laughs> yeah. on no Legos. Um, I did put one in my butt once, and when I pooped it out, the whole inside was filled with poop. God damn it. Every time. <laughs> it's time to drink, kids. Without fail. Take a <laughs> shot. 
It is a good drinking game. <laughs> you get wow. you get wasted. Every time Brandon makes a poop reference, drink a shot. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to start playing it and listening to the episode. <laughs> poop, poop, poop. There you go. I just fucked you up. Triple down. Um, so when, when I got into Legos, they'd... I don't know what had come before exactly, but that was when uh, the sci-fi sets, at least as far as my awareness, yeah. started. Uh, there was, I don't remember the names of them. I think there was maybe the Magnetons. There was basically, there was the uh, the black, white, and green colored uh, Lego men, and there were the red and black Lego men, and the novelty of the sets was that they all had magnets featured in the builds. Oh, I remember that. I have some of them still. This is when Lego started getting creative with their um, with their marketing, and that's one of the things that I love best about Lego is that when the times change, they change with it. You know, they started doing magnets. They started doing like scientific kind of connects kind of uh, Lego. And then they moved on yeah. to video games. So they keep changing. Legos will never die. We'll be eating them soon. <laughs> A Lego cereal that was actually functional would be pretty awesome. Oh, man. <laughs> Legos, too, are the, you know, the, 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 the building blocks of, uh, you know, where Minecraft came They're from. They're using kinda. them for buildings. True, yeah. And then, and then there was the Minecraft set for lego actually kind of shitty if you ask me it's yeah you just create a, a chunk of terrain and it's not particularly interesting or inspiring don't yeah. know why they would bother making it it's pretty dumb eh, it's uh, meta I, yeah I, they just i don't know it's like if, if you're gonna do something just to do it make it good at least whatever i suppose um, yeah so what was one of the like most difficult things that you got and built like successfully per- built that's that's a hard question um I always really enjoyed it, but they do provide you with instructions. Well, sure, it's still difficult to find the pieces and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, okay, here, here's an interesting thing. I'm trying to, I was trying to remember what things were like when I built Legos in the early 90s. Uh, not too very long ago, for I think Christmas or something, Hex was given by his mom a, uh, a Lego Millennium Falcon. And oh. uh, we put it together, and it came in bags that were numbered. So oh. as you go through the instructions, it's even less difficult to find pieces and i thought to myself i don't remember it being this way is that a new thing yeah. see it's for me i remember that it would just being like it just a giant bag of, uh, of junk and you just had to sift through it wasn't now that... it's a multi-stage process See, wasn't it half the fun whereas before it's like find the right piece put it together you know figure it out even if there's like directions you still have to find the piece now it's right. like the pieces are going to be in this bag. Open it and put them together. It's it's not fun. What's the point? You know you're going to end up, you know, with that Millennium Falcon, and you didn't really do much to get it there. It, it yeah, takes it out some like of the fun. It was like a step by step system. It was like a uh, like you you saw a, a piece, a picture of a, of of like a section, and you had to. It didn't tell you which pieces went in it. You just saw <laughs> like, okay, well, I got to put this flat piece with this long square. You know what I mean? That's true. Like, it that, used to be like IKEA okay. directions, where it would just show an image. And then the next yeah. image would suddenly be like a bigger image of like a bunch of blocks. And you're like, shit, which blocks do I put together? And then you're like, how did I get there? And I'm missing a dowel. And basically yeah. it was like that. And then there was a man with a phone with the frustrated face. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, the, the Falcon was still rather complex, but it, sure. as far as putting it together, it wasn't quite challenging. It was a marvel of Lego engineering, though. It's a very, very, very complicated piece of Lego sculpture. But did I don't know. Have, did it have cargo bays where you could it, smuggle things? I believe it did, actually. Um, I mean, it wasn't to scale, obviously. <laughs> you could smuggle your tinier Lego pieces. <laughs> you know, well, I remember when I was a kid and I was thinking, man, I wish there was Ninja Turtle Legos or Batman Legos. And though the Ninja Turtle license was never officially extended to Legos, eventually, I think Mega Bloks or somebody got them. But there are Batman Legos and there's Pirates of the Caribbean Legos and there's sure as fuck Star Wars Legos. And God, yeah. and as soon as that happened, maybe it was just me, me being an, a curmudgeon at that point. But I was like, OK, this is bad. 
Like Legos, when I when I got when I became an adult, then it was like, well, like to me, Legos represents a certain amount of inspiration. And as soon as you introduce licensed properties to it, it takes away from that inspiration. Yeah. Whereas they could have their the sci-fi sets and their like uh, underwater exploration sets and things that were actually they made for some just really cool color designs and and initial designs for ships and so on. They're they're more like those designs become in their own way building blocks for your own imagination and what you can do with those sets and and when you introduce set concepts that have like years and years of previously established notions to them it i feel like it kind of takes it away from everything yeah i do agree with that and to a degree i mean like i do remember i don't remember and honestly i don't see a lot of um of those types of sets on the shelves anymore where they're not there isn't any lego sets that i am aware of obviously i'm sure that they're out there but like the ones that i see on the shelves are not those like random you know underwater or space colony well here's you know, the here's the good news anymore really. it's all harry I, potter I, I when i go to a toy store i do always hit the lego aisle and though i don't buy anything because they they've, they are always and always have been really expensive <laughs> i don't understand that still to this day why little plastic pieces are like 150 dollars well, sometimes it, it used to be set. that they're from denmark so of course they're expensive but now they don't have an excuse um but anyway they do still make awesome unique lego sets there's no there's maybe less of them what about that NASA they, one? They still always exist. Yeah, there's, um, you know, like Lego City is a pretty diverse thing, and they're actually now they've uh, they've figured out how to turn City into a actual property. Like there's the City video game and everything. They've got even more City sets, and what's great about the City sets is they're perfect for uh for b- being natural building blocks for ideas because they're actually kind of bland sets with interesting parts, so you naturally want to modify them and change them. Which is cool. They they had a, a NASA authorized uh, space set, and they still continue to produce different. Uh, they've always had some kind of a space thing on the market, but they continue to update them. Their current sci-fi theme is kind of a. Uh, every few years, they they kind of throw away whatever it is they've been doing and start something new. Uh, they went through so many phases back in the '90s of like after Magnetons, there was um, called I have no idea what they were actually called. There was uh, there was another set. I think the, the last hurrah for that was a massive uh, like mini hundred dollar um, monorail set that i i never Ugh. i never got well i just wanted. remember a giant pirate um, ship generic like pirate ship for like 170 or something the, yeah the, the pirate sets were big the medieval stuff was cool they had glow in the dark skeletons. i like that they had dungeons Actually, and castles and you could build them they've got um the things they have on now that i've seen they've got a war of the world style alien invasion set is what they're what they're doing in the sci-fi angle Neat. and then also i believe they have kind of like a transylvania sort of set huh like actual Transylvania or like Dracula's Transylvania? Well, like you know, like weird, spooky shit, like castles and um and mansions and ghost horses and shit like that. That's so th- cool. there's still some cool stuff out there, but it's definitely underplayed by the the licensed property stuff. And you know, it was smart of them to do it because as a kid, I wanted that, even though I probably shouldn't have. Yeah. Well, also too, like I mean, like, but I remember there being commercials for those like unlicensed Lego sets. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah. I remember that. That's because you're old, Colin. And you have to yeah. keep in mind that the kids right now still want those licensed sets, so they're the ones buying it, obviously. I, the most Lego commercials I see outside of video game stuff, there's I've seen city commercials, I mean, because I, I watch a fair amount of cartoons. I've seen Harry but, Potter ones, I used um, to see tons of them. There's a, lo- there's a lot of commercials for the IP stuff, but city does have a lot of commercials these days, especially because they're promoting it so much. And also Ninjago, which is their... It's God, a, I hate all of their shit. <laughs> I a, hate all their names. It's a transmedia property thing. It's some kind of uh, a television show that's a game that's also a Lego set. And I don't, I've never invested any time into understanding it or how it but works. But they've been doing that recently with those weird, like, elemental warrior guys they've had for the past few years that you've seen commercials for. They've had movies, they've had video games too. Mm. And they all look like 
crap Lego. There's there's a lot of Lego history. None among the Nerdy Show crew is much of a, a Lego historian, that, and no one's taken the time to, say, dissect Lego's history into some kind of a scholarly breakdown that we can give to you. Right. We can direct you to the Wikipedia page, where it's all very balanced out, but I think it's more fun when we give you um, some truths and some lies. <laughs> I mean, that's not true. I do know some history, because George Washington's teeth were not actually made out of wood. He eventually got them replaced with white Legos. That's true. They are several hundred years old. They were around during yep. the War of 1812. They were around when Abraham Lincoln tried to flee, try to free the slaves. Well, what's what's little known is that as a, as a symbol, John Wilkes Booth actually stole one of the teeth from the exhibit of George Washington's teeth and used that in the gun to fire and and kill Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. This, this is true. It's, once a li- again. Yeah, it's a little known fact that there is an, an embedded Lego that used to be George Washington's tooth inside of abraham lincoln's head uh, these are all on lego's website officially you can check them out they're proud of this um i don't know why but it's like you fun know, facts you know, notoriety section. i suppose is, is important mm-hmm. uh recently in uh in may 2013 the largest lego model ever created was displayed in new york made of over five million lego bricks uh Jeez. and it's a it's a full-scale model of an x-wing wow that's pretty awesome. That's uh, they they do some crazy stuff. I mean, like you know, we talk about creativity and all that kind of stuff. Like, there's some crazy Lego stuff out there. I mean, like the fact that you know, down in downtown Disney in Orlando, they have a Lego store, and outside the Lego store, there's constantly new structures, and they're like artistic pieces of mm-hmm. these Lego structures. Um, We've made all seen like by, Lego. I don't know what they're. I don't know if there's like what the Mac Genius version is of the Lego person, <laughs> but um, they are. They're it's brilliant some of the stuff that they make i hope that there are real people behind this i often wonder with the large-scale sculptures and everything how much of it is computers these days because certainly i mean they they probably they obviously probably use computers to calculate how much they're going to need or how it's going to be shaped maybe but they do definitely need real people to put it together. Either sure. way, it's a challenge. I, I just like to think, that the, I would like to imagine that the designs are actually from scratch. It could be. There's a lot of artists that but do I don't Lego know. art. Um, I mean, there's YouTube videos of them building it. There's so much out there of people yeah. building it. The most um, recent thing that I thought that I found that like blew me away was the, um, have you guys seen the, like, the Batcave made out of Legos? No. No, what is it? Okay, this? so it's not the set of the Batcave. Like these, Carlisle Livingston II and Wayne Hussey. <laughs> um they both made like out of 20,000 pieces of Lego. Um it weighs over 100 pounds and over 400 hours of work to create like intricate the most intricate like Batman Lego scene I've ever seen. Like it's got it's got a turntable, it's got a bat car, it's got like it's got Is it everything. miniaturized? I mean it has to be like miniaturized to have Oh yeah, it's not like to scale or anything like that, but it's 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 absolutely amazing this this bat cave. It is it is so detailed. Like you can like there's like uh stalactites and the the computer systems and stair the staircases and like how textured the walls are and there's like intricate lighting inside the lego piece and it's it's an amazing piece of work uh there's also for sixty seven thousand dollars i believe you can buy a massive lego bed that i think looked like an x-wing but it might have been like an a or b wing i forget but that exists and you can buy it and the Lego pieces, there's a little website called thisiswhyimbroke.com uh-huh. that features everything amazing, and then they have links to all of these great stuff. <laughs> so it is there if you want to check out Lego beds that are massive for like 70 grand. There's a, a weird project that's been in production since 2008. It's a little something called the Lego Movie. Uh, and though it's been in production since 2008, it, its current release date is in 2014. 
So still in production. The, uh, this better be something spectacular. I don't really know what it is. It's directed by the uh, the team behind Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. It's got a, a voice cast that's extensive. It's a Lego movie. How good could it be? The, the plot synopsis is, Emmett, an ordinary guy, is mistaken as being the one who can save the universe. With the aid of an old mystic, a tough female, and Batman, Emmett will fight to <laughs> defeat the evil tyrant Wait, bent on destroying the universe Wait, by what? gluing it together. And Batman. And Batman is what it reads... <laughs> In Wikipedia, <laughs> I don't know how true it is. I guess they're allowed to do that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, wow. is it a Lego movie? Like, CG and everything has the same style of Lego? Or did they literally make the movie out of Legos it's, and stop it's animation? A, no, that would be amazing. Like, the Michelle Gondry White, White Stripes video? No, mm. it's not like that. If, if it was like that... Which would make sense. Yeah, if it was like that. that, that would validate how long it's taken for it to be developed. Um, it's probably <laughs> just, like, a crappy CG movie but that it, looks the it style is, it of It is Lego. a CG movie, but I've heard really good reviews for all of Lego's direct-to-video films. Like, I've heard really good things about the Star well, maybe Wars it's Lego not films and all Lego that. Lego style, but simply being made by the Lego company. Oh, hello, this is Cap from the future. Not too very long after we recorded this episode, the Lego movie trailer dropped, and it was actually took us by surprise. So we commented on it in a previous episode of Nerdy Show when we were talking about films. And now we're going to play a slightly extended version of that dialogue here, including... Colin's first time watching the trailer. One of the rest of us have all seen it. It's pretty great. There's a microsode coming out about Legos. And uh, this this, this microsode, if you're a a sort of person who listens to all of Nerdy Show, awesome. Uh, And (laughs) and know that this Lego episode is now somewhat obsolete because the Lego movie has been announced and the trailer's out. And we we were in this episode being like, what the hell is this? Lego movie on Wikipedia? What the fuck is this gonna be? Some I knew they were working on it, and I thought it's I'm like this is dumb. Lego movie. <laughs> yep. What the hell? And then, and then the trailer drops, and I'm like, Oh, they oh, get it. Oh shit. <laughs> like this is aware of itself. It was aware of its audience, and it was just going for it. Yeah. I mean, it looks fun. I mean, like the Lego games are really well known. It's that same kind of humor. Right. Will Arnett is Batman. I'm like, I I was like, that sounds dumb. And then I seem like, hey, you know, maybe uh <laughs> maybe it's pretty good. <laughs> now, so what, what's the title of this? The Lego Movie? Yeah. Yep. Colin, you, you, awesome. don't, you haven't seen this? No, I haven't. Oh, I'll check dude, it out. Yeah, the trailer well, let's, is... Let's, let's, yeah, well, look up the trailer and I'm, let, let's hear your reaction to the trailer. Oh, God. Oh, it's a Warner Bros. film. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, how come the Lego people get it? And Lego does Marvel and DC now. So, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> this looks awesome. <laughs> What? <laughs> Michelangelo. I know, right? Martin Freeman. Uh, now, I can attest. I have seen Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs many times because I've had to uh, uh, do aftercare with the kids at the theater, and it's actually really good. So I've heard good things about it. it. <laughs> Will or not, it's Batman. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I only work in black and sometimes very, very dark gray. <laughs> you won me over with that line. It's yeah. Like... <laughs> what the fuck? Who is this girl at the end? Does anybody know who that is? It's just one of the characters, I guess. Okay. I just didn't know if it was a... Sexy Lego girl. Yeah. Her Maybe. blocks are so elegantly painted. Look at them straight lines. <laughs> <laughs> but like, now what? Now why? That why, looks fucking why, awesome. Why does that look so awesome? And it's a Warner Brothers movie with all those superheroes in it. And it's like, awesome. But yet, it's like Green Lantern's what we get, you know, Man of, Man, Man of Steel's what we get, 
too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Hey, and guess, uh, what? guess what? Music, Mark Mothersbaugh. Whoa, really? Yeah. Oh, that's even better. And now, back to the past. And your present. Lego has gone way beyond uh, anything that I ever imagined. And, and Batman's voiced by Will Arnett. Blocks. Will Arnett. Will Arnett's <sighs> voicing Batman in this film. <sighs> so that's that's a thing. That's a thing that's still happening. We'll we'll see how it goes. But it I could, mean, the video could, games could, are selling cool. well. The, the video games are selling well. I hear really great things about them. They they look good. I can't get yeah. over just that everything looks like fucking Lego characters. I just hate it, the way a Lego person looks, and I think it's just you could do so much more. Why? I don't like it. I can't take a game with, like, a serious story and, like, a serious plot. Uh, like, all these things that are serious, and then you've got a goofy-looking Lego character. That's be- well, hey, I guess what you're, you're missing the key point about this. I am. Lego games are all comedic. All of them. They are. Uh, what about the city one? Yeah, Le- Lego City. Lego City is a comedic Grand Theft Auto. That is the, that is the game. It is a, it's a Lego sandbox game. I that was... It's a comedic Grand Theft Auto, basically. In the Lego universe. I thought that was Saints Row. That too. <laughs> but in, in this one's all ages, so whatever. I mean, the Batman game is a comedy. The Star Wars game is a comedy. You know what's weird, though? I, I actually have played one of the Lego Star Wars games, and it was, it was for one of the prequels, and yes, I know, before you say anything, it was way more fun than any of the official LucasArts Star Wars prequel games. No, they're super fun. They're way like, they're, more fun. Like, I better. with Matt Spill. They're super crazy Like, fun, more work games. went into it than any of LucasArts' recent shits. It was and it's, really not, also not, it's also not, like, a bullshit game. Like, it's a full-on, like, experience that will take some time to beat. Like, if you want to fully get all the bricks, like, all the gold bricks and, like, make all the structures and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It takes a, a, a lot of work. There's a lot of playability. It. Yeah. No, it's a great, I mean, it's a great series. I mean, there's a reason why they sell well is because not only are they, are they, like, really fun for the casual gamer in terms of playability, but they're also, they're really easy to pick up and, and play and they're funny, but, and they can be played with kid by kids by, on all sorts of different platforms, but they're, they're, the replayability of these games are just incredible. Maybe um, they should make any Star Wars movies. <laughs> well, we'll see if there are any Lego Star Wars games now that EA has an exclusive license. I don't know who puts out the, the Lego games, but I assume that that's not on the books anymore. Lego has more money than anyone somehow. They should be able to just buy up the they, rights. They don't. To make they don't have more money than Disney. Wasn't there a Lego Tron? Well, I mean, they're buddies. I don't. I don't Actually, I have no idea. I don't. There was, there was, there was not a Lego. I imagine in my mind that there could have been. I mean, there's there's a there's a Lego store in downtown Disney at the same time. Legoland is, in theory, a competing theme park in Orlando. Yeah, that's weird. For right. what it's worth. So, you know. Another Lego fun, my ego. Another fun fact on their website. Do you remember those old commercials for Ego waffles where they'd be like, Lego my ego? Uh-huh. You know why they stopped doing that? Got sued by Lego. Because they kept saying Lego. Lego my ego. People were like, what? Legos? Egos? I don't get it. They got sued and Lego won. The holes weren't compatible because Legos it doesn't are matter. circular. They were square. The Egos, Egos had are square. Squ- I'm just saying I understand why they did it because I attempted to join the two and it didn't work. Yeah. And I thought this product is faulty. I should return them both. Also, don't put Legos in a light socket or an electrical socket it does not feel good. They start melting and it burns Leg- your fingers. Legos actually conduct erotic energy. <laughs> that's if that's you, I put them in my butt. If you put it on your crotchal chakra it, it, during perhaps some, some tantric exercises, you can actually supercharge legos with erotic energy and if you swallow it like a pill you'll be rock hard for about a week (laughs) that brings up another interesting story of mine actually after watching ghostbusters 2 
Um, I basically put a bunch of Legos on my pool table that I own that you've seen. I, of you know, course. On my pool table. We've I, played many games of and then, snooker on yeah, your pool and table. And I take the jar of semen out of my freezer and defrost it. Uh-huh. And then I slowly poured it over the Legos and turned on some music. And it was positively charged with my semen and started dancing. Oh, it's, that's, I mean, it makes Erotic sense. Erotic energy, as yeah. you were saying. And, and as, as we all know, True story. Uh, semen is a form of ectoplasm. So it does make sense that it would be. And of course, of course, it's positively charged. Yes. Oh, course. my God. <laughs> what? Okay, hold on. Uh, I just found something about Lego. I found out something about Legos that's like blowing my mind. Okay. So you, you think that that Lego originated Legos, right? Sure. They didn't. According to the internet, uh, so who knows if it's like seriously legit, but it, it looks pretty legit. Okay. Apparently, they copied from these, these things called Kitty Crafts Self locking building bricks they were created 10 years before lego invented the same thing essentially they were made at uh by this person named uh, hillary fisher page uh where he developed this he developed this toy in 1947 and it was debuted in earl's court toy fair wait Um, so you're saying lego stole it from fisher page yes so basically what happened was in the same year that in 1947, when in Earl's court toy fair, Paige had a structure built like a stand in order to sell these, you know, these bricks is in the same year, the Lego founder, uh, Ole Kirk Christensen bought a plastic injection machine from a salesman who demonstrated the type of toys that could be produced with it by showing him some kitty craft play sets. This was only meant to be an example of the machine's capabilities, but Christensen had a better idea, doing the exact same thing and calling it by another name. Lego went into full Thomas Edison mode, copying the Kitty Craft <laughs> play sets right down to the little doors and windows that came with them. The rest, of course, is history, and Lego went on to become the household name and to such an extent that it is now impossible to go. Uh, so oh, the rest, man. of course, is history. Page, in 1957, in turn committed suicide because his company went down the toilet, Lego respected his death by gleefully buying the rights to the rest of his ideas in the 80s and doing nothing with them. Wow. Huh. And so if you want to see a really touching animated thing that completely glosses over them stealing someone else's work and causing them to commit suicide, (laughs) there's there's an animated feature. I'm corroborating this by a couple other articles. I found that on um, Cracked. So wait, I, I was going to say, that sounded like the cynical tone that's usually in Cracks articles where they attempt to drop truth bombs on people, and sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. So you're saying yeah. Lego is, in fact, an evil corporation that, behind the guise of silliness, makes people commit suicide. Well, okay, hold lives. on. Lego has been operating for a long time, so the people who originally duped that product have nothing to do with people who currently run. The people who run it are the sons and daughters of those who founded it. They pass that on. So whatever the case, I mean, like, that's that's fucking crazy. I am finding some other articles that correlate. I was hoping something, like, happy would, it would be a happy ending, like, Fisher Page created Fisher Price, you know? Same spelling. No, he did not. He committed suicide. Yeah, apparently, uh... Cold corpse. Yeah, 2.16 million Lego elements are molded every year. Every hour. Every hour. That's a lot of angels getting their wings. That's 36,000 per minute. Soon the the angels will be... uh... (laughs) The angel! (laughs) Uh, My little angels waking up. You know what I mean? Soon soon there'll be more angels than there'll be humans, and the great angel-human war will begin. I'd like to put my angel in your devil pot. Mm. (laughs) Who the fuck buys that many Legos? No one can afford that many Legos. 
I did see a gold-plated Lego. It's an international deal, though. You can buy a gold-plated Lego online for, like, thousands. That's stupid. Why don't they use them to build, like, huts in Somalia? I mean, come All on. the gold will rub off when you clip it into something. That's a waste. <laughs> on that website I was mentioned earlier, there uh-huh. is a there's a gold um, number four or dollar sign key that you can put on your keyboard made out of actual gold. It's like a few hundred dollars. Just that one key. I'm just pointing that. that that's as dumb as the iPhone app that you can only buy if you're extremely wealthy. Oh, the 10 grand that just, sh- like, a little crystal appears and says, oh, I'm rich. Yeah. Well, uh, something that we mentioned earlier in the episode is, is uh, people doing art with Legos. And there's one guy who's become really famous for taking Lego art to an extreme. His name's uh, Nathan Sawia. If you go to brickartist.com, and we'll link to it on this episode's page as well, you'll see that this guy has an extensive portfolio of very complex and in some cases mind-bending Lego sculptures uh, that you absolutely have to check out. You might know his famous piece, which is a, a yellow humanoid Lego torso that's kind of ripping its chest open and there's a bunch of bricks falling out of it. But it uh, it goes a bit beyond that when you look at the rest of his uh, portfolio. You can actually browse the website by color of bricks. Do they ever make pink bricks? I'm they, sure they've they made have. every conceivable color of brick. I don't ever see pink. Well, oh, okay. Well, there's a whole set of, of uh, Legos marketed towards teen girls. There have been girl marketed sets in the past, but recently, and the Gazetteers did an article on this, there was a set that was made that was so girl-centric that it was condescending and caused a lot of outrage from, say, <laughs> women who respected legos and didn't want to be marginalized but it's like here's a bakery here's a clothing store build a stove girls love to shop (laughs) and and, uh and also the it wasn't even it wasn't even fully compatible with the regular lego set the people um the actual lego people were not the same like universal universally styled lego people they were completely different they were more fashionable they was more like legos brats so I, I, that was the thing that really got me. I was like, well, you, you, you could do these things and say they're marketed towards girls, but at least make it within the same you know, scope of universe where a Lego person is a weird yellow-skinned person and they're all the same and not be like, oh, no, it's got to be trendy and appeal to this um, idea of what women want or girls <laughs> want. Stupid. Anyway, we'll link to that, uh, that article by the Gazetteers. It's got a lot of information on that whole deal. I have actually another little known fact. I'm reading it from the website right now. Essentially, if you take a white Lego brick, and it has to be white, can't be any other color, and you swallow it whole, you can't, you know, you can't cut it or, or bend it anyway. You have to swallow it whole. It will come out as a solid brown Lego brick. What you may not know is that uh, white Lego bricks are actually made of bone meal, <laughs> from whale bone meal specifically. Well, and seal from all the seals they kill. Right. But they're not actually made of poop. It's just they get dyed from all the dead blood running through your intestines. It's important to note that the seal deaths are both attributed to seals being killed for the bone meal, but also choking hazards from the (laughs) seals. Choking hazards greatly outweigh the number of seals killed for their bone meal specifically. Mm -hmm. It's true. Who the fuck buys Mega Blocks? Mega Blocks suck. They're too big. Is, does Lego just have like a fucking patent on their size? Well, Lego, the thing about Mega Blocks, the reason Mega Blocks are so big is that they're made for younger children who would otherwise swallow them. And connects are cool, but I don't understand that shit. <laughs> Lego has its own line for young children, which is called Duplo. Oh, I remember Duplo. They also suck. Duplo is a good rapper. <laughs> it's for the kids, though. <laughs> anyhow, anyhow, we've talked about Legos for far too long. Colin, do you have any last words for Lego? Lego means I put together in Latin. Wait, really? Yep. All right. Well, what's odd about that is that that's not actually why Lego is called Lego. It's because in Danish, there's the phrase uh, legot, which means play well. Mm-hmm. 
So I guess it's somehow interrelated, but it's not one and the same. God, that was my last words, man. God. God. Fuck you. God. God. You're garbage. Hillary Fisher Page, rest in peace. You're just like fucking Ole Kirk Christensen spitting on my grave. <laughs> Ole. <laughs> anyway, thanks so much to Trench for requesting this topic. If you would like to earn a microsode, all you have to do is contribute to Nerdy Show, and every time we pass a successive $100 mark during our monthly support drives, if you're the person who's responsible, you got it. You can get a microsode. You can have us talk about whatever you want, and you can also choose who's in the discussion if you so wish to dictate that. Otherwise, we'll play it by ear, and we'll put together the best show we can. Thanks to Trench88. Bye, I'm Cap. Bye, I'm Brandon. Bye, I'm Colin. Oh, hey, this is... uh. This is <laughs> this, this is drugged up cap. That's not drugged up cap. This is uh, uh, surgically altered cap. Post post op cap. Post op cap. Um, and hex. Normal hex. Normal. Nothing nothing special about him. <laughs> Perfectly average hex. <laughs> Statistically average hex. And and it's right our, at the median. It, it's our job now to conclude this episode and play you an amazing track to go out on. We couldn't find anything about Legos. Yeah, I did some digging, and there actually are no Lego tracks. So this is a challenge to all you nerd musicians out there. Make a damn Lego track. Yeah, seriously, guys. This is ridiculous. For crying out or, loud. Or, or, or Connects or Duplo or, I don't know, fucking Domino Rally. Sure, really why not? I really couldn't find anything. But we do have a track from a brand new album by Torrents. Uh, T-O-R-R-E-N-T-Z. They are an international troupe of nerdcore performers uh, head up by Milk Plus from the UK. And uh, they just released a new album that showcases how international they are. The album is called Nerdcore International. This is the first track from that album. It's called Chat My Name. Features none other than uh, Beefy, the crowned prince of nerdcore hip-hop. A brand new name for me, Marilyn Louise, and a classic nerdcore uh, artist from Australia the ranger so this is a pretty phenomenal track uh, it's a great way to kick off this jaw-dropping album so uh it's available over at scrub club records the link is of course in the post so uh hope you enjoyed i hope hope you've enjoyed this as much as i've enjoyed <laughs> watching cap just be so subdued oh shut up <laughs> <laughs> i'll kill you slowly <laughs> um and uh yeah so so uh nerdy show live july 27th um, there's a link on this episode's page yes. to more information. We'll have it online, like I said. But if you can come, oh my god, it'll be so exciting to see like some some diehard nerdy showers at I this event. I can guarantee everyone who comes in will get a high five from me. Oh man, that's a that's a heck of a promise. That's Hex. only forty people. You're, you're handling well. Okay, that's less real, high fives that I have to give at Nerdapalooza. Make hex work for it. No. <laughs> no. Uh, stay tuned for more. No, don't uh, don't make me chase you down to give you a high five. Hex Hex Grid is about to come back. It's yes. leading up to uh, to the Nerdapaloozas. Boom! Because this year's Nerdapalooza is getting out of control. Like I, we haven't. I, we know we, we we haven't really. Honestly, we haven't talked about it much on the show. So let's give it the like the rundown it deserves. Real quick date time uh october 18th to the 21st at the orange county convention center that's right the same place star wars celebrations at and megacon is every and year. mine and mine cons happen mine con will be there this yeah. year it, fuck <laughs> we're gonna go to that <laughs> <laughs> yeah headlined by they might be giants <sighs> also featuring we got power glove we got nerf herder 
They did uh, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer theme song, guys. They also did a song which I'll be showcasing on the show called Mr. Spock. Um, so yeah. they weren't a one-trick nerdy wonder for all you. Yeah, I'm going to level with you guys. He said Nerf Herder, and I was like, what, really? But <laughs> apparently they actually do like nerd music and they're quite good so i just don't know i'm, I'm uninformed <laughs> um yeah we got a whole roster of ridiculous people that are performing uh mc frontalot is returning mc Lars is returning it's uh, just go to nerdapalooza.org there's a new promotional heck there's a promotional video in the link so in this uh, episode's page check it out on this page don't and be, be blown away and go holy shit i need to go to nerdapalooza this year so buy multiple plane tickets to orlando florida <laughs> Or, or just enough. Don't just... I mean, I'm, it, only one if it's just you, hey, but multiple if there's more than just you. Do what you gotta do. Yeah, do just get here. Do. Yeah, more awesome Nerdy Show stuff coming to you in the weeks ahead. Uh, so thanks so much for listening. Bye, I'm Cap. Bye, I'm Hex. And we will talk to you soon. Here yeah. is Torrance. We'll miss you. I miss you already. Hold me.
on it, you should think thrice. I bring the automatic slaughter for a mortar rapper. Board, I might record a rap the shorter, flat the border rapper. Keyboard attacker, but you're laying behind your alias. I'm in Australia, but the world's within my radius. Don't try to play me for the border, pack the game. Just retract the flame because you can't afford to chat my name. I know you love to chat my name, but you ain't got no real shit to say. Keep on talking to your thing, get your way through life, cause I'll be famous anyway. I know you love to chat my name, but you ain't got no real shit to say. Keep on talking to your thing, get your way through life, cause I'll be famous anyway. AG, Marilyn Louise, Matt, I saw you on the buttons, you smashed it. Genius, technical genius. Listening to Nerdy Show. Nerdy Show is made possible by a comic shop, Nerdapalooza, my footmen, and the generous support of listeners like you. How nice it is that you have money to give. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend, rating and reviewing us on iTunes or making a contribution in our monthly support drive, which helps our valets. Very much so. Any size contribution gets you exclusive Nerdy Show audio and images and lets you participate in our monthly support drives. Just go to nerdyshow.com support to chip in. For more episodes of Nerdy Show, as well as other fine programming, community forums, videos, and articles, and more, head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via the iTunes Store. And for the latest news, follow us on all your favorite social networks. We can save the Abbey together. And taking us out, we've got a track called Fuck You. Hex isn't here. Help, Hex. Please help us find a track about Legos. Goodbye. <laughs> can we actually read Can we actually sing that? Adam Warrock. <laughs> well, okay here's the thing though hex hex does a lot of tracks by adam warrock and you know what happens when i can't when hex isn't helping me find a track and i need a track for something i too search adam warrock and i get what i need <laughs> he has a lot of tracks <laughs> ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.